What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again, the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Italia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank Wonderful. you. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. It's July. It is indeed. Moves very quick. Yeah. Wow. I think Great. compared to the the small version of a summer we had last year, this one's moving exceptionally mm -hmm. fast, but it's it been is. a lot of fun. It it's, feels normal. I know it's it not, does. but it's, it's, a, it's good. Absolutely. Uh, he is joining us for the first time. Uh, I often referred to him uh, in initials alone, uh, Pastor John Van Drunen. So, well, thank you. It's good to be here and uh, good to join you all this week. Thank you, AKA JBD. AKA JBD. This is JBD. We, uh, we've said it before and you're, she was kind of like, hey, just so you know, like you say JBD on the podcast and I don't know how many people really know who that is, <laughs> uh, but that's who it is. Yeah. Tell, what is your title here at the church? So I serve as an executive pastor and uh, joined the staff about two years ago. Um, and uh, have come from uh, a background of as a CPA and an attorney, and uh, elders asked if I would uh, come and join the staff to assist in the uh, transition process that we're working through. So, and then there was this little thing, COVID, last year. So, <laughs> so you hit, you got a hit full the ground running real quick. Yeah, but <laughs> well, well, welcome. Thank you thank for being you. here, guys. Let's go ahead and jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, quite a different weekend. Uh, compared to normal as far as maybe a traditional sermon spotlight is concerned. But Alicia, I'll come your way first, uh, share a little bit just about the 4th of July weekend and the festivities at FBC. It was great. Uh, it was really neat to see everybody come out, set up your lawn chairs. Uh, we shared worship together. The There was a slew of a lot people, of people on the yeah, worship team yeah, up there. Cool. So that was really neat to see so many people up there leading us in worship. We got to partake of communion, which was really special. Um, and we had on some time to honor some people, which we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, God blessed us with beautiful weather, ice Very cream. There was an ice cream truck, but uh, it was kind of sad at the end because everybody <laughs> was ready to go get ice cream and then it, the truck drove away. But apparently there was something broke down the machine yeah. quit working that's or that's what i heard i don't know he, he yeah. might know more so apparently maddie's ice cream maddie's custard had a freezer line break during the service <sighs> and so all the ice cream that they were going to serve after the service they were unable to because they couldn't make any more ice cream uh -huh. and so you know i felt bad for him because you know a i'd told a bunch of families that there was going to be ice cream yes. after the service yes. uh so i felt bad about that but then he also had a, a big event on july 4th uh as well so yeah anyway well, we were glad to have them uh there and uh, yes, yeah it was yes. still good and so shout out to the shaner family for popcorn bringing the so popcorn good. it was dynamite it was so good and I was really disappointed about the the custard, and I felt yeah, you like, were the first yeah, one that came over. I you was were like, bit, you the, were the ratings for this movie <laughs> that we're getting ready to watch are going down really fast. But then the Shaners showed up with popcorn, and made it all better. <laughs> yeah, well, and not only helped out with this uh, movie night, but also the family movie night um, a little bit ago oh, yeah. with the Prince of Egypt. Um, so, so good. Yeah, and we were able to use the big blow up movie theater screen that that the church acquired. 
That was uh, impressive. Th- through Dave Compton, right? What was the story behind? Well, no, we uh, we were talking about some different things. So uh, I was actually the guilty party that uh, that pulled Clutch. the trigger and getting one of those. Yeah. So good job. It's only thirty three feet large. So the next time we'd have a family movie night, um, make sure you come on out and enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Super it was, cool. It was great. Uh, guys, let's talk about what Mark shared, but let's clarify. Uh, John Avery's not leaving, even though it kind of looked like he was. Yes, I was totally confused. And so I'm sure <laughs> I'm not Gary. the only one. I was like, what? So I've gotten a lot of questions about this. Um, so we recognize <laughs> Karen Santmeyer, who mm. is leaving. Uh, she's uh, been working another uh, position that God's called her into. And so mm. she's going to be pursuing that. And she spent 21 years in ministry here in the, mm. um, in the children's ministry here. And uh, was actually part of the team that uh, found and recruited Pastor Charlie. Um, so, you know, long legacy here at FBC and, you know, she'll still be around helping out and, uh, overseeing follow the star. Um, so we recognized Karen and then we recognized John Avery, who is celebrating 20 years of service here at the church, but he's not leaving anywhere. Um, I think Mark, uh, you know, alluded to the fact that he is com- working on completing his master's mm-hmm. degree, uh, and that'll be wrapped up in November. Uh, but he's not leaving anywhere. And then we recognize Donden Hartog, um, as as Mark had shared, you know, is going to be going out to a church plant in McPherson, Texas, or McPherson, Kansas, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, but is is still going to be able to connect and help out with, um, you know, different leadership training materials as well as uh, other mentoring opportunities. And we'll occasionally be back in town because he still has a lot of family yeah. here at FBC and down in Lynchburg. That's great. So John Avery is not leaving. He's still on staff. He is still on staff. And so he's had people wishing him well. (laughs) He's Um, like, thanks. No, he is is here for the long haul. Great. I was I was really glad we were able to do that just because that letter letter went out a few weeks back, kind of addressing all this. But not everybody really had a chance to experience that together and, and have one more time with with Don on the Sunday and mm-hmm. stuff. And so that was that was really good. And I think he'll be in the pulpit some. Yeah. Before the before next, he leaves. Yeah. The next yeah. two weeks, yeah. Don so. Din Hartog is going to be here, so. and on the seventeenth and eighteenth, um, I think he's going to have. Um, uh, Jason Curry uh, share some as well. So awesome. Look forward to hearing Wow, that. that's really cool. Yeah. But Alicia, let's jump into uh, the story of, of William Wilberforce and everything Mark shared. Uh, you're my fellow note-taker here. So what, yes, were, what were some I... thoughts you had? And, and we can bounce back and forth as well, JVD. It was really neat uh, that Pastor Kerry just switched things up this special July 4th weekend and brought to us a, a historical uh hero for mm. us to to see in the Christian faith because uh, we, we, I mentioned this to you earlier, Caleb, that William Wilberforce is a really hard name to say. <laughs> you can tell Mark has a lot of practice. He's he just does. cranking it out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but Wilberforce's <laughs> life was one that embodied what we've been talking about in Romans 12 mm. and just the marks of a true Christian. And um, I love how his story 
uh, Wilberforce emphasizes this and the movie that we watched, I think did a great job, but how God captured his heart and, um, he renewed his mind and he was fully devoted to live his life for Christ. And, um, his passion was the glory of God and his, uh, he lived to, uh, for the benefit to, to do good for mankind, animals, creation, mm. all, you know, everything. So uh, just the, the flourishing of all. And so it's just really neat to see um, this, how Mark uh, unpacked his life and gave us a picture of really what Romans 12 looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really good. JVD, I'll come your way in a second. But one thing that really stood out to me was I, I realized we can very easily always be talking about, you know, the way Jesus lived and how Paul is addressing the way Jesus lived. But having another kind of almost more familial example of somebody mm-hmm. a few hundred years ago, yes, but really somebody in a context struggling through the things that we are exposed mm-hmm. to and we're dealing with and the long-term patience and faith it took. It wasn't this, you know, quick fix, super yeah. fun spiritual story. I mean, it was, it was a struggle. It was hard. He devoted his life to something waiting that time to see the fruit of it. And that's such a cool reminder. And especially as we celebrate our independence and, you know, have all these opportunities to to be together and, and reflect on all that. It was really impactful for me. What was what was it like for you and, and, and your family? Oh, absolutely. And and I think one of the, the key takeaways uh, that's easily lost in today's culture is that true, genuine, systemic change takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that we're accustomed to, uh, to things taking time. Cause after all, everything's going quicker now. Um, but to change a mindset over the course of 46 years, mm-hmm. um, in a population takes incredible time and perseverance. And I, I just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate Wilberforce's example of not I, but Christ in this process of, you know, following that next faithful step and and faced defeat time mm. and time and time again, uh, but then continued to persevere. Uh, yeah, and and one neat thing about his life and in that perseverance that he uh, he over and over again reached out to the common people to address their their minds and their hearts it just not wasn't like okay this is this is what's right we need to put political action you know in mm. in action so no he he went out to the people and addressed these issues to uh to for that moral check of he stood on these biblical principles and he had these moral values and he labored to communicate that to people uh from up there in parliament down to the grassroots level and um that yeah hmm. yeah and i think the movie afterwards helped portray some of that um Indeed. even even just having carpenters create a berth the same size of a slave hold mm. um or to have a uh dinner cruise uh that mm. um the elites went on through the harbor but then stopped right at a slave ship um, and it just depicts his, his zeal, uh, to, to communicate this in a, in a heartfelt way, 
uh, not just academic knowledge, but uh, to truly win people um, in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he did it at a cost to his own personal gain. He lost re- you know, relationships, friendships. Uh, his life was threatened. There, it, was, it wasn't something that was easy for him to do, but he was so impassioned with uh, what he felt that God had called him to and what is true what is truth and human dignity and really uh lost lost a lot on his own uh, but wow how yeah. much has he gained we had a pretty a good us. size of some keystone people come and some young adults and I, I think in the world of social justice that people my age are wrestling with it can be pretty easy to assume we don't have a Jesus figure. He, he wasn't dealing with this kind of stuff when you know when he was around. There's no Bible passage addressing this exact element of social justice. And mm-hmm. so, in the case of what Pastor Mark used with William was, we we do have these examples that did walk by Christ and and mm-hmm. and help bridge what could be considered as this 200 year gap where Jesus has been silent because he hasn't been. Uh, and we really get to learn what it looks like to wrestle with these things, these injustices. And we brought it up a couple of weeks ago here, but. This idea of you can't have peace and rest until that thing is fixed, that injustice is fixed. Well, that's a, a poor understanding of the peace and rest we can have in Christ. Uh, and we should be more in awe of Him than we are in awe of injustice. And that's something Morrison brought out a few weeks back. But I was just reminded by that. And then also, right at the peak of Mark talking, some fireworks went off in the background. Yes. That helped too. Uh, just the yes. surround sound. Yes. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't was think Mark bust, staged that. No, no, <laughs> I don't think so either. So. Yeah, and I love how Mark brought out that Jesus he has a he had and he has a passion mm-hmm. for us and a love for us and any good works that we do are to be rooted in our love for the Savior. They're to be rooted in Christ. Um, and so we've. One of the wonderful things about being a Christian is that we're spirit-filled. We have God, the Holy Spirit, inside of us. And we mm-hmm. have been gifted and equipped to be able to uh, live lives worthy of the calling. And um, we've, we have the Holy Spirit to help us to be activists, whether it's right there in our li- living room or if he's calling us to a bigger platform. Uh, we all have spheres of influence in our lives that uh, we are Holy Spirit empowered to impact. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, recognizing the the gift we have, the spiritual gifts that we've been given, um, and really being dependent on the Lord to help us to use those gifts uh, for the, the betterment of others and ultimately for His glory. Mm-hmm. With that idea of using the gifts, when when that time ends and then you find yourself outside with with all of FBC, or at least it feels like it, it helps because participating in a local church is is how the rubber is going to meet the road there. And we really get to start to pivot and be like, okay, like where do we go from here? And, And there's avenues to do that. And so... Let's go ahead and pivot from, you know, a weekend in review to kind of a church life response, because everything Mark's been building in Romans and everything he brought out as, as far as celebrating our independence and understanding church history and where we can go from here, it just speaks to the importance of getting plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what are what are those avenues here? Yeah, well, and I think even beyond um, the plugged in, 
um, nomenclature that we'll mm -hmm. sometimes talk about. I think it's really this idea, and, and we talked about it some in Romans 12, of being members of one another. Mm -hmm. um, and what does that really mean? Um, you know, we're in a society today that is very individualistic. And so this idea of being members of one another is a very foreign concept in everything else that we do. Um, and I and I think part of that comes back to, I, I, I was thinking about it in the context of this weekend sermon um, and, and what Wilberforce was facing in terms of slavery, but also today in the church, what are, you know, and Mark asked this question two months ago, um, what are the lies that I'm believing today that are a worldly way of thinking? Mm -hmm. um, and I think part of that is this idea that church is not an event. Uh, church isn't what happens on Sunday. It is it is a life together as fellow believers, um, caring for one another's needs. And we're going to be talking about some of that in the, the focus this fall, um, overflow, mm -hmm. um, that's going to be really highlighting on the one another's. Uh, and how do we think about that? And how, how, what does that look like within the, the church life today? Mm -hmm. You know, and so one of the things we're going to be highlighting, August 29th, uh, is what we used to call group link. Uh, and it's going to be a, an event on Sunday evening. Um, as it'll be an opportunity available for uh, community groups and other small groups within the church to come together and to um, allow people to ask questions and understand more about the, the work and the studies that they're doing and, and to be able to join in uh, on those opportunities. And so that's going to be a great opportunity because there's going to be a big emphasis, I believe, in the next several years of, of getting into community groups, of being, being walking life with each other, um, this life on life, um, when, when things come up, whether, you know, we have, we have three younger boys, um, and that opportunity to have a community walking around alongside of us, mm -hmm. um, as we, as we raise them, um, just as we're bringing them home. Um, whether it was meals and, and fundamentals to be able to have a date night out. Um, but, but then how are we, um, how are we walking along one another when we're facing crisis, mm -hmm. um, either a relationship crisis or a financial crisis. And, and so there's that idea and it's really hard to do that on Sunday morning. In fact, uh, say it's nearly impossible to do yeah. that on Sunday morning. And so we've got to build in opportunities for that. And, and the goal is not just to have community groups, but the goal then is to get each other into relational discipleship opportunities. Now, that's a big fancy word for living life together, being, having that authentic fellowship, mm -hmm. um, not, just, not just a religion, mm -hmm. but, but caring for one another and showing that love to each other. Um, and that's what I so really appreciate about the, we start in Romans 12 talking about these gifts and being members of one another and recognizing that when we're brought together as a body, and especially in those smaller group contexts, we're, we're benefiting from one another's giftedness. Mm -hmm. um, and that's speaking to us in many different ways um, and encouraging us and spurring us on as we're all co-journeyers on this path. Which is in re relation to Wilberforce, he had uh, those a very similar support system that mm -hmm. encouraged him along the way. And he had um, people that came alongside of him with different gifts there. You know, there was like, I think about Hannah Moore, who's a playwright and a poet, and she was passionate about supporting him in this effort. And, um, but 
along the way, he had his family, his, John Newton, who, oh man, what a huge impact. And just real life living, practical people to encourage you along the way is mm. we, ha we need that. We have to, if we're going to run the race, mm. uh, which for Wilberforce was indeed a marathon. Um, mm. and we're on that same journey. And, and one unsold, um, untold hero, um, Mark mentioned him briefly, but, but Isaac Milner, Oh yes. Uh, you Huge think about I uh, think about the trajectory and the impact and the boldness that mm -hmm. Isaac had in that mm -hmm. uh, two month uh, opportunity with Wilberforce, and and the trajectory difference that that made in William Wilberforce's life, and so the importance of us being not only comfortable in the gospel and fully understanding the gospel, but that that is over overpouring out of our hearts to such an extent that we're, I mean, if we had a, if we had a car that ran on air or ran on and just nothing and it was free to run, we'd be telling everybody about it. Right. <laughs> uh, and so if we had an opportunity, you know, is the gospel doing that within our heart that mm -hmm. we're willing to share it in every context and to share that? I mean, that's, that is an incredible gift that then left to, led to this incredible lifetime. Mm -hmm. And we don't even know everybody else on this side of heaven that Milner had an opportunity to disciple like that. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's so easy for us to to find ourselves in a spot where we're we're waiting we're waiting to hear from God, um, but but fail to realize there are a lot of opportunities that are just waiting for us to to participate in them and engage in them. I mean, even for me and and newly married and getting plugged back into church life here after growing up here, who was my youth pastor is now my community group leader, and and. <laughs> John Avery's not leaving, luckily, so he's still around, and, and he gets to pour into me, and, I, and I'll be sitting in community group, I'm just like, man, I, if you asked me five years ago, like, yeah, I remember John, good old, good old Javery, he was my youth pastor, probably doesn't think too highly of me based on the stuff I would do to him, but here we are now, he's still, the Lord is saying, he is now going to be pouring into you in a way that you never mm. would have anticipated, yeah. and it was only Hannah and I's willingness to sign up for community groups and, and let the Lord lead as far as, you know, what, where to go and who to get plugged into, and you guys have had a similar experience, Mark oh, and you talking about your community group here absolutely. with the podcast. Like yeah. the way God brings people together is is up to him to really well, pour into us. Speaking speaking to what you're saying, um, my husband and I will be married 27 years this month. Oh, and wow. we've been um, in a community group for our entire married life. That's so cool. So, um, and I like looking back over the years, it's the, being in those small groups with uh, people that we're linked arms with, that we meet regularly with, share life with, that's, uh, wow, mm. that helps keep us in on the rails. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, you and... hear that, Simeon? That's your mom talking, all right? Simeon's, Simeon, Alicia's son's helping with t yeah. sound today. Back, back behind the camera <laughs> there, yes. Um, that's so cool. Hugely uh, beneficial. Yeah, hmm. yeah and, and I think... I think that's, I mean, Lauren and I um, had the opportunity to meet here at Fellowship Bible Church mm -hmm. um, down in the lobby area. And just being in that community, whether it was uh, Cornerstone, which was the precursor to the Keystone ministry, um, or in community groups, um, it, it's it spurred us both on, mm -hmm. not to mention people come alongside of us. You know, and one of the things, um, you know, we, we surveyed uh, folks and, and 
work through updating the database mm-hmm. uh, in in oh, yes. the spring this year. And one of the things that came out of that were a number of people looking to get into a community group. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we had 149 uh, folks that were wanting to get into a community group. Wow, that's and great. We've been able to get some of them into a community group, but we didn't have enough community groups to meet the need. And so we are working to um, build up a uh, even bigger leadership team within the community ministry to help in that process. But part of that process is also we're needing folks to be able to step into maybe a little bit of an uncomfortable spot of being a community group leader. Mm. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to be an incredible teacher of the word, um, mm-hmm. have the answers to everything at all. Um, but be willing to walk with one another mm-hmm. and to show that love to each other. And so if there's anybody listening that is maybe feeling a, a stirring to to learn more about that, I encourage you to call the church office. You can mm-hmm. ask for me or, or Jake uh, Richards. Um, we'll be happy to talk with you further about that. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah, and just as a reminder to our listeners and viewers, go to, go to our website, You know, utilize that Fellowship Family Facebook page, and, and we'll all start to get plugged in. And as these ministries launch into a new year, it's it's exciting. And just mm-hmm. the transition that Dennis mm-hmm. is also going through that I'm stepping up in has been really cool as well. So uh, as a reminder to everybody, you can find Sermon Spotlight weekly. Uh, audio version goes up all over the place. Just Google Sermon Spotlight. It pops right up, as well as the video version on YouTube. The fact of the matter Everybody is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.